Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Will. And it's Griff. And in today's episode, um, pretty much we're doing all MLB and NBA moves from the weekend. Um, What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. With the third pick in the 2017 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. start things off introduce our boy uh stuff um hey what's up guys thanks for having me on yep it5 stuff is in the building <laughs> no big deal stuff's gonna be breaking down some mlb uh trade deadline news and some nba offseason trades and the first few days of free agency with us uh so welcome to the show yeah, thanks welcome. guys it's gonna be fun all right um, let's get things kicked off willie yeah, why not? Um, so basically, we're gonna go through every move that's happened. Um, ever. Yeah, ever. We're gonna go with the thumbs up or thumbs down approach. Yeah, ranking these. The the vocal thumbs up or thumbs yeah, down. Yeah, that's yes. exactly because it's a podcast. <clears throat> um. So I'd say we'll start things off with the MLB. Yeah, let's do um, it. The Cubs just got rid of their team and everybody. The yeah. Mm-hmm. For and no reason. They actually played each other in a series the night after that happened. Yeah, it's yeah. a guy on like the Cubs fast. Wasn't that the oh. Sunday night baseball game? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Or was Sunday night baseball. Yeah, I heard if you brought a glove to the park, you could start at third base. <laughs> 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 no. But but for real, um 
the Cubs blew up, I want to say, six of their starters um, and their closer, which we all know is Kimbrell. So, well, I guess we'll start it off with him. Kimbrell's uh, moving cross town. He's going to be a White Sox. I want to say he has a .49 ERA. Yeah, I'll do some research on that. But which is actually nuts. Yeah. If, if, if true. But, yeah, well, I don't, don't, they really didn't give up anything for him. Yeah, what I don't understand for at least the Cubs standpoint, they started off the season pretty hot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they were a decent team. They were in the mix. And then they went on that huge losing streak at the end of June, early July. And that just blew everything off course. So what I really don't understand is if you can, with a team with that much talent, if they could go on a losing streak, they could easily go on a winning streak and get right back in the mix. And especially in the NL, in that division, the uh, NL Central, there's no like clear winner. So for me personally, I wouldn't have blown up the team completely. I would have tried to give it a shot at least. I mean, even for what they received for the uh, for Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Kimbrell, all these guys, it wasn't worth mm-hmm. just tanking the second half of the season, in my opinion. I mean. All. I think, like, Rizzo was definitely up there in age, but he's, like, the mm-hmm. captain. Like, he is the Cub. He's the one that started everything um, that World Series run. Chris Bryan's 29 years old. Javi mm-hmm. Baez is 28. It's not like they're old. Like, no, they're no. in their prime. They have a lot more years of production, especially in baseball, where you can play till you're 40, 45 years old. We know Kimbrell is one of, if not the best closer, in my opinion, this year. Um like I said with Rizzo, like he's really the only one that made sense. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, if you could, this is the last, really the last year that you can kind of flip him and get some value for him. I don't like the fact that he went to the Yankees, but oh, yeah, that was really the only one that made sense. I was surprised that the Cubs just blew up in the first place. Cause I really didn't think that they had to. Well, they're not even that far out of the race. I mean, granted they're fourth in their division right now, but like they're, they're 51 and 56 right now. The Cardinals are 53 and 52, and the Reds are 56 and 50. Yeah, so it's not like they're like that far off. They can easily make a push for a second. I don't think anyone's going to touch the Brewers after that huge win streak they went yeah, on. Yeah, they went they, on a. They're, yeah. they're 64 and 43. So, like, there's literally no catching them. But at least to make a wild card push, I think they still had a decent chance. Obviously, not anymore. They don't have an yeah. actual team on the they don't have a. They don't have a team. Yeah. Who was the. They kept, like, one good player. They kept Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras, that's exactly who it is. That's, like, very interesting. Yeah. He strikes out a lot. I'm surprised because I feel like – and they kept Jason Hayward. I feel like if you're going to blow up completely, why only trade three guys? I feel like especially at the value that they got, like we said before, for Chris Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez, and even Kimbrell, they easily could have gotten at least something similar for Wilson for sure. Contreras, for especially for a sure. team that's looking for like in the AL for a DH or even a catcher because he can do both. I, a seasoned vet, I feel like they could have gotten at least something for him. A, a hitting catcher that's twenty nine years old, like you definitely have more years of production from him. And then once he gets up there, uh, you can throw him in the DH role. Like I don't know why if they're gonna blow up everyone, why not move him as well? Like mm-hmm. he's not gonna be the young guy like a Juan Soto. We'll get to the Nats in a second, but, like, you keep Juan Soto because he's, like, what, like, 24 years old? Like, he hasn't even really entered his, quote-unquote, prime years, whereas Wilson Contreras just, like, kind of got left 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were just looking for too much and nobody could really do anything for him. So, like, they just didn't trade him or I, I don't really know what hit, the problem was there. But I, in my opinion, it seems like they just wanted to keep him. Yeah, no, no good I, reason. I was going to say, like, because he's a hitting catcher and he's 29, you could, like, right then and there, if you're looking to blow up a team, like, that's a player you can immediately say, okay, who's a contender that has a decent player on their team? And, like, let's make a trade for, like, one of their decent players. Because, like, it's probably an upgrade from most catchers in the league if they can hit. Yeah, exactly. Because most catchers in the league can't. They're, they're yeah. pretty defense. We see it with CVAC. I mean, we have Ploiecki who can hit. Um, if you're going to talk about Red Sox, CVAC isn't honestly that great at hitting. He, he can get the job done sometimes. And I think what we talked about on the last, last episode, he, he knows when to heat up and how to heat up, but someone like a Wilson Contreras, I think he's a very good player. I yeah. think he could have got flipped for uh, some prospects, and I don't know if they just At didn't least. try or if they were too busy, I mean, trading away the rest of their team. Yeah, so. like, I don't really actually know. Like, I honestly, I looking at all, like, the stuff that got tweeted out, uh-huh. I don't remember one decent thing they actually received. Both, that, yeah, no, both that's what Cubs I'm or – Nats. Like, I don't remember mm-hmm. one decent thing they actually got. Well, actually, no, the Nats did the get Nats, someone. Yeah. The well, Nats yeah, because they get, gave up two superstars. They gave up, yeah, they gave up two superstars, and they got two decent prospects two back. Two prospects, but I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't even think that's, like, worth it. No. no, and even the thing with the Nationals for that trade, they got Josiah Gray and a few other guys. Yeah. Um, They gave – so, the package that they received from the Dodgers was just for Scherzer, and – they didn't get any additional assets for throwing in Trey Turner. They got completely robbed, just, in my opinion. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand the thought process behind that. You trade Max Scherzer, probably the best pitcher in the NL when he's ha- – like, other than DeGrom, obviously. But, mm-hmm. like, you trade Scherzer, you get X amount of prospects. Great. But then you trade Trey Turner, top five shortstop in the league, and you don't get any additional prospects. That makes zero sense to me. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why they just threw him in in the first place. Also, I was surprised at the value that Scherzer got at the age. Like, I get production is still up there, but, like, over time, like, Josiah Gray and Kyber Ruiz, is it really that, like, worth it? Like, obviously, the Dodgers made out completely right with getting Trey Turner for only giving up those two guys. But just, like, in the long term, like, you you get, I guess, one chip out of it. I guess it's worth it. But, I mean. Maybe two with Scherzer being at uh... – 37 someone that can kind of pitch until maybe 40 42 yeah like, like they'll, that. they'll get a few years but I, I mean expecting like production like this year next year and like he might kind of dip off half through half well and that's next. if he re-signs because mm-hmm. aren't they are turner and scherzer both free agents in the upcoming offseason i want to say is i, think I scherzer know scherzer is. Scherzer is i don't know yeah. about turner and that's why I was more surprised at why they didn't ex- why they didn't get other uh, prospects for or even any other pieces for Trey Turner because I don't let me see when he's a they're taking anyone on that team they have so many people that they literally don't use like they actually have a like the the Dodgers actually have a problem with who to put at each position because they have they so many have, options right well I mean they have eight current All Stars in the field alone. Yeah. Like, not including catcher, the catcher Will Smith, who's obviously a great bat as well. Um, but with Max Scherzer as their ace now, that's eight all-stars. So everybody other than the catcher is an all-star. They have four uh, players on their roster that have won a Cy Young. Obviously, one of them is David Price, which, like, 
not really that great coming off an injury, but it's still, if you have four Cy Youngs on your team, you're doing pretty damn well. They're just built. Like they're the best team on paper. They're kind of like a, like a Yankees of the last few years where it's like on paper, like this team is nuts, which I think this Dodger team this year is better than these Yankees teams we've seen. Cause I mean, they have eight all-stars. They have four Cy Youngs on paper. They're like the best team like ever created it seems like yeah. but they're, and they have a red hot they're not even Euler. first in the nos they no were... and that's that's the crazy part about it i mean the giants got a lot better as well i know it's kind of switching over to teams mm-hmm. but the acquisition of chris bryant really provides a lot of depth to that team because then you have like availability to move evan longoria to certain places and that team is very deep and although the dodgers might be a wild card team I don't know. The The Giants continue to win against good teams because a huge knock on them in the beginning of the season was that they weren't facing like the great teams, but they just beat the Astros in a series. They consistently beat the Dodgers in series. Although they mm-hmm. haven't faced the new and improved Dodgers, that it's an interesting dynamic in the NL West because without, I mean, the Padres might lose Tatis for the rest of the season. If he got, if he has to get surgery, which is going to screw them over because they're just hanging on to that wild card spot. Right. So if they lose him, then I don't know what the hell is going to happen in the NL West. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's the NL West, NL West reminds me of the NFC West, where it's three out of the four best teams in the National League are in the NL West. You have the Giants at 67 and 39, the Dodgers at 64 and 43, and then you got the Padres in third place in the NL West, and they're 61 and 47. The only other better team than the Padres – who's third in the NL West. The only other team that's better than them is the Brewers because of that big winning streak. Which is, Which is just – And they also right. added, a, like, a really great piece from the Diamondbacks. Um, I forget his name. Matt. Oh, oh, Eduardo Escobar, the switch hitter. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, switch yeah, hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on yeah. a tear. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he's going off, like, right away, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say, like, even um, – than like the Nats gave up to just like they got literally nothing in return. Yeah, and, I mean, and then, like this, I just I like the logic behind it from the, their standpoint, even from us, because we can even talk about the Red Sox. We got Kyle Schwarber for a single A pitcher. Yeah, I know. It's like he literally yeah. plays single A. Like, <laughs> like that. That's not a prospect, bro. He's in single A. Like that's a junior. Like. That's a high school kid. I would not call him a prospect. No. I don't even think they labeled it as a prospect. I literally, they literally called it. <laughs> I think they called it low A or like they said like something. L- like low A means he's like not twenty years old. Yeah, like I know. <laughs> like that's that. Lead, I, like. I think. Let me. They had his name. I didn't really include it because I like it was just. Yeah. It was like I it was like outrageous. Irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. No, it literally is. I don't even think I have his name on the on the, the link that I have here. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Uh, yeah, no, actually, since since we're talking about the Red Sox, uh, while well, Will's looking for a name, um, I just want to say shout out to the Red Sox for getting a uh, lefty bat that's on a tear and then a relief pitcher that has a six ERA. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> it's like, what us. are we going to do with that? Like, I mean, Brandon Workman's not on the TO anymore, but he had a better ERA than that dude has. Yeah, like. It, it didn't make any sense. I don't have a name on that guy, nor I don't think it actually matters. Like, I'm no, it really doesn't. Like, he's <laughs> insane. Low A, whatever the hell. If he's the he best player ever, then he's the best player ever in, like, 20 years, but... Just got to live with that if that happens. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, like, I'm kind of putting the bank on he's a low A pitcher, and he probably won't do that much. I mean, I say we had, a, like, a half a successful deadline. Yeah. I'd say we just had a deadline. Like, we kind of we 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 saved it honestly with Schwarber. We struck out big time, not getting either Rizzo, honestly even Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't really say Gallo because like we wouldn't really have a, a spot really for him. Talks, yeah. But it it was really like Rizzo, even Kimbrel. Kimbrel too was a big Kim, loss. Right, Scherzer. All right, yeah, so huge. we have we have the Cubs, the Nats, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Sox. We've talked about. So mm-hmm. far, so we're gonna start it off. Cubs, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. down. That's three with. thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Nats. We'll just get the thumbs down out of the way. Thumbs, I'd say because yeah. I'm saying yeah. thumbs down to them. Thumbs down. Uh, we've we've got the Dodgers. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I'd say thumbs up for productivity right now, but yes. who knows in five years, six years, what it's gonna be like. Um. Mm-hmm. What's the next team I said? Giants. The Giants. That's a I say thumbs, thumbs up. up. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Yeah. They didn't make a ton of moves, but they made good moves. You know, they filled mm-hmm. slots. Yeah. They allowed a little bit more depth. Yep. And then the Red Sox. Is there a way middle? to put a middle thumb? Yeah, we that? can go middle like thumb. Middle, we can go thumb. Like I just say thumb. Like we have yeah. a thumb. Um yeah. and then there is the Yankees. Oh, the Jankies? Yeah, I, dude, I, I'm i going to get – all right, I might be biased here, but if I could give explanation on why I'm going to give them a thumbs down, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them a thumbs down. So you acquire a guy like Joey Gallo, a low-average hitter who has a lot of pop in his bat, but they already have that in their lineup with Giancarlo Stanton. What do you – I mean, yeah, Gallo has a hose. You can put him in center field, but – when guys like Aaron Hicks are going to come back, you just have a bunch of useless DHs on your team. And Aaron exactly. Judge is your clear best fielder, best player. You can't bring in guys like Joey Gallo to, like, just fill in a low average game. Because in the playoffs, we see it all the time. Teams that have low averages just get knocked out in the first round. So Joey Gallo, I thought, was a bad move. And then bringing in Rizzo, I thought that was just a shot at the Red Sox because the Red Sox, like, I, everyone thought that Rizzo was going to go to the Red Sox. But I'm happier that the Sox got Schwarber looking at the stats compared to Rizzo. 
Schwarber's having a career year right now. Yeah, he's yeah. playing, and he's averaging way better than Rizzo is yeah. this entire year. And like they were comparing him, I saw like a comparison somewhere, and like Rizzo's only beating him in like a couple categories, but like in terms of like productivity rate, it's been Schwarber by a mile. Yeah, he has more. So Schwarber's only played fifty three games. Rizzo's played seventy something. Mm-hmm. Schwarber has more home runs, has a higher OPS, high, has a higher batting average. And like I was saying before, the Yankees don't need power bats to have low excuse me, low averages. They have Luke Voigt as their first baseman. What are they going to do when he comes back? Like, exactly. They have, That's exactly what I was going to say. I thought it was a useless move to bring in Anthony Rizzo to that team. Uh, yeah, I, like both their moves are like technically useless. But I also thought like I guess getting um, Rizzo is a little bit better than um, Voigt because Voigt's just been injured like the whole year. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's not a guarantee if they get to the playoffs. And that's true. But, like, in yeah, terms of, I, like, it, the rate of the players, it's, like, not really worth it. The thing that I'm seeing from the Yankees is you got good players uh, that hit home runs. Whenever they either fly out or they hit a home run, and you just have nowhere to put them. Once you're healthy, or they strike out. Have push, they strike you have out nowhere to put them. All of your players that you currently have already strike out. You're adding more people that – their whole team, you either hit a home run, you hit a double, or an out. And the home runs and the doubles don't happen as, as often as the outs. They basically, like, instead of getting mad at Stan when he strikes out at every at-bat, they have two new guys that they can get mad at. That they can get mad at. Distribute yeah. the wealth. Yeah, like, and, and there's nowhere to put them either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much is Stanton getting paid right now? Isn't he getting paid a ridiculous amount of money? Yeah, because he was in trade talks, but nobody wants that contract. Yeah, like wants the contract or his like his years on it. Yeah, he has a lot of baggage too. He has. Let me see. Um, he signed a thirteen-year deal worth three hundred twenty-five million dollars in his last year with the Marlins, and then they traded him. So that lasts until twenty twenty-eight. So yeah, you're getting that man yeah. till 2028. To be honest, I don't even know if he's going to play till 2028. He may in the DH spot, but he's a man that the Marlins, when they had him in Yelich, he was better than Yelich. By far. And he was the MVP candidate. He had 55 home runs or something in his yeah, last he, year. He was nuts. And he goes to the Yankees, big talk, big hype. Judge is there too now. Young Aaron Judge with the gap in his tooth. Uh, ugly. <laughs> ugly so ugly and you're like wow this is gonna be the best outfield duo like ever and he's just been underproducing ever since he stepped foot in yankee stadium mm-hmm. yeah, Yankees like fans don't like yeah. him nobody liked him in the first place after he left miami but you you know sure as hell red Sox fans don't like him he's just not good anymore like he's all right but for what everybody wants to see from him he's underperforming I feel like it's one of those situations where if he leaves, he actually might be pretty good. I believe that. I think the Yankees put unrealistic pressure on all of their players, especially coming from the fans, where you have certain guys who dominate when they leave the Yankees or before they go to the Yankees. Like, look at, obviously, Stanton first off. Then you got guys like Andrew McCutcheon, who severely underperformed that 2018 year yep. when he – I forgot what team he went to first, but then he leaves and then goes to the Phillies and becomes good. So 
you see it time in and time out, even with Chapman. Chapman has blown a lot of key moments for the Yankees, and he's somehow he's still on that team. I feel like if I'm a Yan- like a Yankees fan, I'm call. I mean, they they already do. They call for his head, but if I'm management, he's blown so many games for them in key moments. Like, but he never used to do that before. I mean, he blew it against the Cubs when he was with the Cubs, but like, he does it on a yearly basis now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, we forget how dominant he was. He was disgusting, and then he just like there's just like casual games. Like, I mean, I get the regular season stuff. Like here and there, like it's you have a bad game, you have a bad game, but he's a reliever. Yes. Like at most, he's in for two and a half innings. Yeah, at most, most at, at most closer, especially for a closer. Like if because they 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 actually ask a lot out of him. Like if I'm gonna be honest, they they try to get more than they should from him. Like every time they put him out there, and like a notable one is literally against the Mets, gives up a grand slam after they're up like seven nothing and they lose. Yeah, and they lose. Yeah, it's just a lot a lot of big names getting a lot of big money and not performing for the money that or the name that they have. Like Mookie Betts even. Like this he's, year he's, he's severely underperforming for his yeah, I mean, very. although he's battling injuries, but if I'm a GM, I'm not paying a guy like over how much is he getting paid? He's getting paid over like 15 years, 300 mil or something. Yeah, whatever that is, whatever the math turns like out, a I'm trout not contract. Yeah, I actually not, hate how in baseball there's like no max amount of years. It's like Bobby Benilla is like he hasn't played yeah. since like I've been born and he's still getting paid every year for like five more years. It's like, why are you paying these people 13 years? Yeah, yeah I'll never like, understand. I if I got a 13 year contract, I'm retiring because you're just going to pay me like $4 million every year and I'm just going to be set. I don't even need to play baseball anymore. It, it's like the thought of like, you know how like, the value of prospects is like seen differently, obviously depending on who it is. So like, um, for example, for example, like Kumar Rocker, who is not going to sign with the Mets. Mm-hmm. And then people are saying like, that's like bad on them for not like forcing him to sign or not like forcing him to sign obviously, but like making it like, it should be like obvious that he should want to sign. And he's like, cause he's hurt, but like he comes back two years from an injury and he could be the best pitcher like ever. Right. Yeah. Like there's no guarantee. And like that's I think that's where like all that money in years comes from. Because like you think like same thing with like John Carlo. Like he's nasty on Miami. You're like, okay, he's not in his prime yet. Let's sign him for 10 years. The first two, three years, he's like getting out of like his beginning stages. And then he's prime for the next five to six years and he's gonna be worth that money. But it it's but just, it's still a, it's still it's like not a guarantee. Time. It's such yeah. a shot in the dark. Nothing, That's why nothing's I, a guarantee in baseball because injuries in baseball are a lot different than injuries in basketball and football where it's you could have a player, especially a pitcher. Pitcher goes and gets Tommy John. I know we were just talking about John Carlos Stan, but it, we've seen it in pitchers. And that's why pitchers don't get the long contracts. Um, and I'm sure there's a few names where they've gotten a five-year, six-year deal where it's you could, you could get hurt in your first year and yeah. never be able to pitch the same again. And mm-hmm. – it's the same with hitters, um, hit, hurting your leg, hurting your arm, something like that. That could just change the way that you play for the rest of your career. And that could happen in the first year of a 13-year deal. And your club is just losing so much money for someone that's not going to even, like, play for you. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, Glass now is getting uh, Tommy John. They announced that a couple of days ago. Like, obviously, he's not getting, like, crazy, crazy money, like, 
people were talking about. But like, yeah. still, like he's their ace right now after Blake Snell left, and they're still right. nasty. Like, what happens when he comes back? Because like, if he comes back, like we're predicting like a Chris Sale comeback, like that would be insane. Yeah, and I think Glass now honestly kind of might have. He's younger. more potential than Chris Sale does right now. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah, that. It's yeah, just because he's so young. He's very, very young, and we've seen players have Tommy John at a young age and come back with a higher spin rate, with a, a few more miles per hour on their four seam, with a little bit more velo. Like we've seen players come from Tommy John, especially at a young age, it's a lot easier and be better, which is nuts. Like I think. That was DeGrom's case because DeGrom got Tommy John and he's having a career year. Obviously, he's had a few uh, bumps and bruises along the way this year. But remember at the beginning of the year when he had like a 0.5 ERA, 0.6 ERA, it was going down, it was going up, but it was not going below a point or above a 0.7. And he had Tommy John, what, like two or three years ago? Yeah, exactly. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's just interesting. Um, Another team that I want to talk about, I think we can say thumbs down early. Um, was the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, like, honestly, it's only a thumbs down. Like, like he performed well in his first start, I believe, Jose Barrios. Uh, but the fact that they gave up their number two and four prospect, that they're both in AAA. So, like, that means they're, like, literally they're next to get ready. called up. Like, they're ready right now. They're waiting for the opportunity is, like, the worst part. Like, like I'm sorry. giving up Duran. I'm being serious. Well, that, that's like another thing. I, I know I texted you. I think I texted both of you guys when that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's like us giving up Duran and uh, Casas. Or yeah. even Casas, too. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's just ridiculous. So yeah, no, I... here, here's my point. What I struggle sometimes with the prospect thing is the current players are guaranteed, like, you know what they are capable of. But for yeah. prospects, it can hurt you or obviously, like, exceed their your expectations. But for a guy like Jose Barrios, he has a career four ERA. Like, why are you giving up your two and four prospects for a guy who could possibly be a rental for two years and then he walks away? Like, who? to be honest, if I'm an MLB player, why do I want to go play in Toronto? I mean, yeah, it's a young and up-and-coming team, but I don't want to live in another country. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, it's a completely dip- different atmosphere, and especially when you're a pitcher going up against teams like the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees. Why would you want to go up against those teams consistently throughout your career? It does, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. Especially in uh, a ZRA. That makes zero yeah. logic. You'd probably right. want to play in like a – like it as awful as it sounds, but like logically, you probably want to play in a worse division so that way you can bring it down a oh. little bit and gain value. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. 
stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. A worse, a worser division. And also Toronto is a big home run ballpark where he's coming from Minnesota, which is a big ballpark, a big hitters ballpark. And a big thing with his ERA is he is a contact pitcher. Mm-hmm. And if you're pitching for contact at a stadium like Toronto's, there's going to be a good amount of home runs. That ERA is going to go up. Well, yeah, Same thing. That's something asking, that you have to take into account every When you're going up against bats in Yankee Stadium, like especially lefty bats, when you're he's a righty pitcher, right? Yeah, he's a righty pitcher. Once he's ready, yeah. You, it's a little league home run in right in a right field at Yankee Stadium. You uh-huh. can't pitch for contact at Yankee Stadium. No, no. And at he's all. gonna have to go there. He's probably gonna have to pitch there what maybe like seven times a year. That you yeah. can't afford to give up, like game, like especially big runs in Yankee Stadium because your primary bats aren't lefties if you're the Blue Jays. So it, it's yeah. this whole thing like. It's just a bad matchup in the AL East for Jose Barrios. Also, I'm I mean, pretty sure the pitching. Yankees haven't played. The, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Jays haven't played their fair share against the Yankees yet. So, like, he's got at least two games against the Yankees, which is mm-hmm. not ideal for a team like the Blue Jays right now, which they're yeah. like they're trying to make that push. Yeah, and that's that's not us saying that Barrios is only a good pitcher because he pitched in Minnesota. Like, he's obviously still a yeah. very good pitcher, but it's just to the point that Stav said, like, why would you want to go there if you're one one of the better pitchers in the league where you could be playing a, an easier ballpark to get outs in and in an easier division because the exactly. AL East is, in my opinion, the toughest division in the AL and and also in my opinion the second toughest division in the MLB. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially right now, especially after all the moves the Yankees made. I mean, yep. even all the teams made, like not all of them are like as significant, but like some of them were big. I mean. Also for him, like in terms of value, like I wouldn't even want my value to be in the AL East, like knowing the hitters, like I'd want to go to like, not that they're not contenders, but I'd rather go to a contender in a different division by gaining my value. Right. I mean, you're coming into the AL East that has, um, I mean, the whole Yankees crew, whatever they call themselves. I don't even know what they, is it like the Bronx Bombers or whatever? Yeah. So you're going up against Stanton, Judge, now Gallo, now uh, Rizzo. You're going up against DJ LeMahieu, Luke Voigt. And then you got to play the Sox with uh, Kike. No big deal. Kike, uh, one of the best leadoff batters in the lead. No, but for real, Rafi, Xander, J.D. Martinez. And then you got to go down. You got to play the Rays with Randy Rosarena, G-Man Choi, who's on fire right now. Like you have some tough bats and then Nelson AL Cruz, who they just got. Oh yeah, Nelson Cruz, which yeah, good segue into yeah. that. I give that a thumbs up. I, do like, too. I give that. Cruz. That's a power move. That, yeah. that literally I, a power move. I met uh, Nelson Cruz's mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that sounded no. Yeah, that sounded a little weird, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was sitting behind her. When he was on the Mariners, I went to a Mariners. It was actually three years ago today on this exact day that we're recording. uh, I was sitting behind her and uh, I don't know. I was just super social that day. And I was like, oh, what are you here for? 
She's like, my son's on the team. I was like, oh, who's your son? She was like, Nelson. I was like, Nelson? Like Nelson Cruz? She's like, yeah, he's he's pretty good. And I was like, yeah, he's Nelson Cruz. He's nuts. But yeah, that was that's, that's funny. That's my Nelson Cruz mom story. <laughs> oh yeah, like, like that's like literally like an insane move from the race. Like that's honestly yeah. just disrespectful towards everyone else. Like doesn't even matter who the Yankees got. Like that's just such a disrespectful move. Yeah, I mean, it's a case of the Rays are at the top of our division now. They need reinforcements because we're coming, and it sucks that we didn't really get that many reinforcements. Obviously, we got Schwarber, but we know the Yankees are coming now if they can get their management going. I literally think that's the only issue with the Yankees, but the Rays needed to make a move, and we needed to make a move as well because you know the Yankees – there's no cap room. There's no cap room in MLB. The Yankees are a high marketplace. They have money. They can just go get whoever they want, and that's the same with the Dodgers. That's why they both have so many good players. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go get them, and you know that every single year that that's going to happen. So especially at the trade deadline, you need to make moves. So I'd say that's definitely a good move for the Rays. Yeah. And then um, another move from the Jays before we – finish off the last few ones that we have um they also traded for um brad hand for a minor league mm-hmm. for a minor league catcher which honestly like that's a good move it's like i think they also got another relief guy i don't know who it was it wasn't like a big name but like brad hand's definitely like a guy you probably want to have in the bullpen especially for the yeah. chase yeah i mean the jays don't have a bullpen no, it yeah. exist. funny enough uh he did blow the first opportunity at a save <laughs> of course uh, he did first. that's great that's great <laughs> he he got the in l in his first appearance as a blue jay last night in extras so yeah but, no, I, mean, I mean he's still he's still a very good reliever you don't expect right. i mean like we were saying before there are going to be hiccups in the season especially in a long season of baseball you can't expect especially a closer to go in every game and shut the door that's not going to happen every game especially yeah. like against the twins were like a random scrappy team that's very true I mean, also to give um, their bullpen a little, I mean, I'm sure no one really needs to get a look at their bullpen if it's there. But um, when me and Stav were at the game, they actually had one, we, we went to the game against the Jays in like last Monday or Tuesday, I believe. It was, it was. last Monday. And um, they had one guy warming up since like the top of the third, <laughs> and he came in in the seventh. Yeah. He just studied. <laughs> he pitched four, four innings. innings. Yeah, he pitched four innings before he actually got in. And he came yeah. out literally an inning later. Yeah. yeah also, he's they also he pitched, he pitched five innings that game. He, he blew the save, too. They all blew the save. Mm-hmm. They brought in four guys, and they, they yeah. lost the game, which was nuts. Another thing, I guess, relating to the NL West, I'm literally just comparing the AL East and the NL West a lot this episode, but I see a lot of similarities in it. Um, if you look at Toronto, the Jays – Obviously, we've been talking about their lack of pitching, but their bats are very, very good. They have a plus 109 oh, yeah. score differential, which is the best in the AL East. And they're fourth. They're fourth in the division. Um, if you look at the AL Central, they'd be second. But they're mm-hmm. they'd be second in the AL Central, but they're fourth in the AL uh in the AL East. And obviously the AL West is very good too. But I mean, if you look at the NL. Obviously, it's kind of unrealistic to picture them in the NL just because they're an American League team. They'd be first in the NL East, um, and they'd be second or almost second just below the Brewers in the NL Central. Yeah. So, like, they're just stuck 
in the AL East and it's a team of like superstar teams. And like Stav said, once again, nobody wants to go play in Toronto. Cause why would yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it just logically, I don't like, I don't honestly, it really doesn't make any sense, but it really doesn't. Their moves honestly are like split. I'd say so like thumbs in the middle, I'd say. Yeah. Thumb. Yeah. Um, next, honestly, I think this is maybe by far the most slept on move. Um, the Athletics getting Sterling Marte from the Marlins mm-hmm. in exchange for Jesus Cesardo. And the reason why I say this is Jesus Cesardo is going to be one of those guys that's going to ask for that over $100 million contract without that $100 million production, I think, mm-hmm. even though he's young. But then they upgrade their outfield to make a playoff push, and like they're like very slept on as a whole team. And something that they should definitely gear up for is a playoff push, seeing that they're a 61 ball club. They're 60 and 47 in that tough AL West, uh, right? I would think three games above the Mariners. And they're a few games back of the Astros, who the Astros are hot. The Astros are very, yeah. very good. Um, but the A's can sneak into that wild card. They're above the Yankees right now for that last spot. And honestly, I just think that's a great pickup for the A's. They're definitely a sleeper team to make a little playoff push maybe a little run in the playoffs. Um, I want to say Marte is already producing for them as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing well. I, I haven't, like, kept up with what he's done. But, I mean, regardless, I still think, like, at some point he'll turn up the bat and fielding. He's just nasty all around. And, yeah. like, I mean, I get, like, age gap there is huge, given that Jesus Zardo is very, very young. But, uh-huh. like, I think he's going to be a free agent, not next year, or not this year, but I think next year, the year after, possibly. But that's like a lot of money to give up for someone who's been all right, especially if you're willing to give him up for an older player. That's I mean, Sterling Marte's not old, but like, you know, like, right, like older, older He's than older him. than him. Cesardo, yeah, and and like the potential difference is like Jesus Cesardo could be like one of the best pitchers in the league, but like he hasn't been it for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the age. These are just so weird. They, they have are, names. They They've weird. got Chapman, Olsen, Elvis Andrus. Is he on that team? Ramon Laureano. Yeah. I mean, they, they Lowry's have on that names team. there. They're just, like, they're, just like, they're just like a good team, actually. It, it's a small market team where it's they have to make trades and they have to mm-hmm. draft good players. They have to have good prospects. They have to come up at the right time because they don't have the money like the Yankees do, like the Dodgers do. Even you could say the Red Sox. Um, to go out and sign these players because Oakland, we saw the Raiders move out of there. It's another case where I'd say more people would want to play in Toronto than they'd want to play in Oakland yeah. right now, especially at the Coliseum where it's a football stadium. Yeah. So that's that makes it very difficult for the A's to go out in free agency and sign these max players. But they have some names. Like they've got some dogs out there that can that can hit. They have some decent pitching staff. I would say I wouldn't say it's the best, but they have a few pitchers that can kind of get them over the hump. They can do just enough. The A's are definitely, like I said, a sleeper team for me. And the A's, like we've seen, and like as Red Sox fans, we've seen them consistently like throughout the season, every time they face the Red Sox at least. And what I've seen when I'm trying to like keep up with the scores, they're always in every single game. Like yep. they, if they lose, it's by one run. If they win, it's by like one or two runs. They don't get blown out and they don't blow teams out. And 
get, acquiring a guy like Starling Marte is going to only help that team. I know Jesus Lizardo, obviously one of their one of the better arms on that team, but you still got guys like Sean Manea and uh, what's James Caprillion, I think his name is. He's pretty yeah. good. Like you yeah. got names like they, that team's going to be dangerous and I wouldn't want to face them in the wild card, especially as the standings are looking right now with the Sox versus the, the A's in the wild card. That's a scary matchup. That, that's a very scary matchup. I think no matter what the wild card matchup that we would get would be scary. We're either facing the A's or the Yankees. I mean, it's, or Seattle. It's Seattle's right there. Yeah, it, it's going to be tough. I'd say out of those three teams, I'd probably want to play Seattle. Yeah, And yeah. I, I don't know. It'd be kind of a toss-up. They're all the tough. And the Yankees. I feel like the A's play us very well, like you said. Mm-hmm. Every single time that I've seen the series, I don't think we, we – I want to say we've only had one series, right? Have we maybe We've had, we've had two. two. And had I, don't two. Think, I don't think we won either of those series. I think I, they beat us in the first, and, and then split. the most recent – one we split. Did we yeah. split? That's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've I've been saying this for a while. They're a sleeper team. Yeah, they're they're a big sleeper team. And like last year, they played the White Sox, I believe, in the first round or their first round, yeah. and it was like a it was like dog fight. Which I mean, it's like it still will be this year if they end up playing each other. Like it's just they're just one of those teams. And then um, their move is thumbs up, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Um, and then, honestly, this move kind of, like, changed for me now, given Tatis' situation. Padres uh, get Adam Frazier from the Pirates. Um, I mean, Adam Frazier has the most hits in the MLB. Yeah, it's a good trade. Uh, I think I, it's, I like I think it's great. It's, it's still I think... thumbs up. It's just, like, unfortunate that they don't have Tatis when they kind of, yeah. like, need right. that whole – they can like, make a little push. Like, he was kind of that missing piece. Not really missing, but, like – He's that extra piece that would probably bring them over he, the edge. Yeah, no, exactly. That's per. That's a perfect explanation. He's not the missing piece, but he's the extra piece where obviously it's a, he's the second baseman. He can honestly play anywhere on the field, and you have Cronenworth at second base as well who can play anywhere on the field. And if you have an infield that consists of either Cronenworth um, or Adam Frazier and one of them in the outfield, and then you have Tatis and Machado on the other side, that's – a very, very good infield. And then you can move one of those guys to your struggling outfield because their outfield, I feel like, hasn't been producing that well. Um, the pitching staff on paper, once again, is very good where mm-hmm. you Darvish is, I, I would say, their ace. Yeah. And Blake yeah, yeah. Snell not really producing the way that we want him to, especially after that run that he had in the playoffs last year. Thought he would be a lot better this year, but who knows once it gets to the playoffs. Um, if they can sneak in, because that's a very tough division to be in. But if Tatis can come back this year, I think they're a good team to make yeah. a nice run. If they can get out of the first round after playing a tough team in that wild card um, and get a bit easier of a path, maybe a bit easier of a second round, we can see them in the NLCS. Yeah, and honestly, this is going to kind of sound weird, but like if he does come back, his production, like stealing bases, is going to go down. And honestly, like – not what you want in the playoffs you kind of want to have someone who can steal bases like in clutch moments but he's actually gotten hurt almost every single time this year off of stealing a base and sliding weird and like he's either like obviously a shoulder i think that's where it started and then he slid into a bag and then the splits like twice and then like hurt his leg on like one of them well i want to see you do that 
there's zero chance that that's <laughs> Honestly, i want will to steal a base on like a thursday night beer league softball game and just do this blitz after sliding too far <laughs> just like break literally all my legs <laughs> you would be, he he is so agile and will i don't know if you could match that there's zero chance like he like got up and he was fine like i would definitely like pull my entire industry you would not get up i don't think i would get up either i would have to like stretch for like years like they'd have to call pinch they'd have to call pinch runner and i'd have to go to the dugout like make sure like you'd have to go to the hospital (laughs) 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 like it's like his like slides are like nuts he's like so like every slide i feel like he doesn't have a normal slide but it's just like so unnecessary i feel like he gets bored yeah he definitely does I was too wild. if I was cool. Like he's like, I'm so not bad. cool enough to do that. I'm not, I'm not sick like that. The whole Padres team is just cool. Like San Diego sick. in general. That's that Slam like, Diego. City, yeah, yeah that city cool. right now with Don Orsello calling the games. Like that entire city is behind that team. And it sucks because you don't want this team to be a what if team if Tatis actually is out for the rest of the year. You don't want because they match up perfectly with the Dodgers. You got a guy like you, Darvish, who's he's on a bad stretch a little bit, but he's gonna lock it down in the postseason. We know what Blake Snell's gonna do in the postseason, and you got like guys like Eric Hosmer who have yeah, Mark Melanson even like you got guys like Eric Hosmer who have been there, done that. Manny Machado been there, done that, and like they have a good team. That team matches up perfectly when completely healthy with the Dodgers, and. If they're not healthy, I don't know who's going to give a Dodgers a run for their money in the NL. I mean, other than the Giants, but the Giants, yeah. Like, I just feel like, especially in that wild card game, they match up that one game. One like, game, do yeah. or die. Very. That's easy like a win. crazy matchup. That would be probably the most watched game in the postseason if they matched up. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, like if Tatis isn't there, it changes everything. Yep. Because as much as people hate him and as much as people love him, he's good. Like, he's just straight up good. He's fun. He's exciting. That's why everybody likes to watch him. But when it comes down to actual baseball, he's still a great player. He's not the best shortstop mm-hmm. in the league, but he's up there. He's top three, in my opinion, if not top two. He is the most valuable player on that team. He is by far. And I think obviously, like I said, Mark Melanson earlier, like he's having like a crazy year this year. I mean, he's been like good for most of his career, but like this year he's been like their guy and like yeah. by far like their best guy coming out of their bullpen, which like, like what Stav said about like a what if team, like he's like the biggest piece to that. What if, like, what would he have done in the playoffs? Like how far would right. he would have helped them in like those like game them. situations? Right. And same thing with like having Machado too. Like I know, like, like obviously playoff experience isn't like that crazy, but like, right? Still, like, he's still a he's still he nasty. Has a ring. He, he has, has a ring. yeah, he does. And like, but like, like just in general though, like, it, just like his production in the playoffs is like huge for them. Like he's a big the, one of two because the, like he hasn't had the best season right. so far, but like his playoff run could be even better. Yeah, who knows? The tough thing. Everybody loves San Diego. Stav, you love San Diego. Will, yep. you love Stan- San Diego. I love San Diego. We're a, we're a Padres pod. Obviously, we're a Red Sox pod, but we're a Padres pod. I hate Manny Machado. Yeah. I, I don't I like him like either, but like, I, just as like a I put my differences aside for this team. That's how much I like them. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I like remember beginning of the year and I was like, put all bet the house on the Padres to win the World Series. Yeah. And like, if you told me the Giants were going to lead that division at this exact moment, I'd probably call you dumb. Shout yeah. out Buster Posey. Like, they're just disgusting. And like, same thing with the Sox. I remember going through the list, they had us at 19, and we were like, why are we not last? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, we, we predicted where the Sox would right. be, Will. We said they were going to be better than what they said they were. Like we, like yeah, like we were jokingly, but also not really saying that they were. No, nah, it was be like so it bad. was like the half joke where it's like I want to be serious because I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, nobody else did, so it's like I kind of fell for the hype. I agree. I said that they would be a fringe wild card team, and as as it's looking right now, I mean, right now they're down four to two in the top of the ninth with one out, and I mean the Rays just lost two. So it's not going to kill us in the standings, but like if we lose, we're just going to be right back to where we are. We're at, we're on a four game losing streak. Maybe it's about to be five unless Bobby Dahlbeck can do something as a pinch hitter. But like, Oh geez. Actually, you know what? That's a better, that's, that's a better situation. I like Bobby pinch hitting because that means he doesn't have to go over four. You can just go over one. He can go over one and get like the (laughs) biggest hack of his life out at the plate. And it's either going to go 450 or in the catcher's glove. (laughs) Or yeah. Negative three. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Bobby. Boy, Um, do we love him though. Oh, oh yeah, can't get enough of Bobby Dalbeck. I mean, it's awesome when you're at the game and like Bobby's up and he's like over three and everyone's screaming Bobby. Yeah. You just it's know, like, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like we all crazy. know, like he's not doing anything here. Like, one day, up. eventually, he will get a hit. And everyone's gonna <laughs> eventually. Scream he yes. hit a he hit a bomb the other day. And it was like <laughs> yeah. his first hit in like four weeks. <laughs> it was yeah, like it was that's like, that's what we needed from Bobby. It was like well, right when Schwarber got traded, he hit a bomb. He's like, <laughs> was like he's like, like, don't take me out just he's yet. Like I can't do this yeah. yet. I'm not. I'm dumb. still here. <laughs> oh, um, Bobby, he's like six six too. He's uh, he struck out. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> See, sorry, we can laugh at the over one right down the middle. Of we course, can laugh. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. course he only was. swings at high pitches. <laughs> he only hits high pitches. We yeah. can laugh at over one, but it's when he does it four times, it's just it's not funny the fourth time. Yeah, it's like it's just like aggravating. <laughs> um, but that's gonna be it, I think, from the MLB. Actually, quite a I want to say a historic weekend from the MLB, given that like literally nothing ever happens during the trade yeah. deadline. No, that's fact. This is uh for my lifetime, for our lifetime, I guess we're all the same age. For our lifetime, the most exciting trade deadline. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. I agree. Um, moving on, um, in the NBA, uh, free agency opened up yesterday, I believe, what, at 6? Yeah. Yeah. At the time of this recording, it's Tuesday, uh, so Monday at 6. Um, it started off with Lonzo signing – Also, actually, we'll, okay, yeah. So Lonzo signed with the Bulls for four years, 85 mil. I also wanted to say – these contracts are by far the most outrageous things I've seen I, in a long time. Like every single one. Paying of them. these people this much, <laughs> where did the money come from? I thought they were in a situation after like the bubble last year with money. No, that doesn't have that. Like just nah, they're just stacking their bread. Yeah. They're the Migos. It was a pandemic. <laughs> like like in four years, eighty five mil. Like he deserves that. Like he actually deserves that. But it's just still like nuts. Like like I wasn't expecting like eighty five mil. I wasn't either, and. I thought we were in a real run to get him. 
I love Lonzo, and I really wasn't expecting the Bulls to pursue him like that. Yeah. The Bulls made some moves. We'll get to it. They made some good moves. The Bulls are going to be good. Like Bulls offseason, I'm already going to say. We'll go through them, but I'm already going to say thumbs up. Let's just start off with the Bulls, I think. Cool. Yeah, that's 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 fair. We'll do that. Because they've had a monster, like, two days. So they signed Lonzo. Yep. Good pickup. I like Lonzo. I think that's a great pickup. I mean, through the whole year, I guess they've kind of been like a dark horse, but like they've been one of the teams like that have been interested. And then mm-hmm. it all started like going around and like, oh, the Bulls are actually going to get him. And then right out the gate, they get him. Um, who else? They also got a sign and trade today for um, DeRozan. For DeRozan, which they didn't even have to give up Lori Marketing. Right, yeah, which is, they didn't give which up is, much which is a big W. They didn't have to give up much, and he's getting a monster contract. I think it's 85 mil all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and three years, three years. They got the Caruso as well, who yeah, is that's what one was, of the yeah. only players I think in the NBA of recent days that started off his career as just a meme because he's the Straight white guy who can meme. jump, and now he's actually a good player good. that's going to be a solid piece for that team to make a run. Yeah, so actually, let, I'm just going to – I have, like, their updated death chart. So, at point guard, they have Lonzo, Kobe White, who obviously we love, UNC guy, um, and then Alex Caruso. So, I'd say, I mean, that's a very, very good point guard room, uh, mm-hmm. as they say in the NFL. I don't think they should say that in the NBA. Um, at shooting guard, they still have Zach Levine. And then their backup is kind of an issue. They have a rookie – um, but if you guys know who the rookie is, he's the dude from Illinois, Ayo yeah. Dasunmu. Oh, yeah. He is nuts. Such a good defensive guard. Um, he can score at will. I didn't know that he was going to fall to the second round, but he did, and he's going back home to Chicago. I think that's a very good pickup. Small forward, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and then Patrick Williams, who's entering his second year. He had a very productive first year. I want to say he was on all-rookie first team, if not first, then second. Um Lowry at the uh, four, and then Nick Vooch at the five. Yeah, that's a very, solid very solid team. team. I mean, yeah. also, um, they they uh, didn't re-sign Tice, which, like, mm-hmm. if they still had him, they would actually be one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Like, like by far. Depth-wise, like, especially. Yeah, I was about to say, with depth, depth. it would be kind of like a – they don't have, like, a true superstar. I mean mm-hmm. – you could say DeMar is their best player. You could say Zach or Levine is their best player. Yeah. Um, but they're going to go out and everybody's going to score. Everybody. Yeah. Which is just and like, it, like they're going to be, be pure team, team ball. It's just going to be fun. Zach Levine jumps out of the gym. DeMar DeRozan doesn't miss from inside the three point line, but he does miss a whole lot from outside the three point line. Lonzo facilitating. I think he's going to have a better role um, over yeah. with the Bulls, where he actually has some people that he can pass to. Um, and some people that can also hold the ball that's not named Zion Williamson and kind of spread the floor out a little bit more. I like Lonzo in Chicago. I'm not saying, like, I, I was surprised that the Bulls got him just because that mm-hmm. wasn't, like, a name that I heard often. I heard it yeah. a few times, but I like that move. I think I like that move more for Lonzo than I like for the Bulls, kind of in a way, just because I love Lonzo. Mm-hmm. He's in a better situation. Zach Levine has some players around him now. DeMar DeRozan is no longer on the Spurs, so that's an auto-dub for him. 
And then oh, Markkanen, yeah. that allows him to kind of have some stress lifted off his shoulders after a pretty good first year, a sophomore slump, and then a third year that wasn't really that productive. He kind of has the stress lifted off his shoulders because he has some other scoring options. He's not going to be the second option. Hell, he's not even going to be the third option. And then you already know Vucevic is going to create and be oh, so low-key about it that it doesn't even matter. And honestly, I think, like, obviously we already said uh, Bulls offseason was a massive dub already. Um, most likely no more moves from them, like big moves. I, like, doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing too is good on them for seeing potential in making moves because a lot of teams just like like this guy like hates us let's just get rid of him yeah. like because like it was like rumored like Zach Levine was going to get traded around the trade deadline uh, last season and it was like does he really even want to be there like yeah like there was they, like realistically like if they did nothing this year I see that and, like, I get that from a lot of players, like, that want to be out. Like, it's just time to go. Like, they're not helping me. But, like, not a lot of teams, like, care. Like, it just, like, that's the way it looks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Yeah. And, like, them actually doing something about having a potential, like, team. No, the Bulls are, the Bulls are very good. It's a team... They haven't been that good since the Jimmy Buckets days, since the D Rose days, and that's been a while. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a solid minute. It's, it's been. A while. Um, they rebuilt it. They had a little dark period a few years between Levine and um, Jimmy Butler, and now now they have some people in Chicago that can produce. I definitely see them in the playoffs. Yeah, I do, I too. do too. I think they're. I think you can bet as a surefire playoff team this moment like if all stay healthy like yeah definite i would Um, say for sure um with only i believe one move so far or uh two moves so far no one move it's it's one One move um the 76ers that's they have one of the bigger moves i think i've seen with signing andre drummonte um just having him and Embiid. I actually wanted to talk about Drummond. I think that Drummond is so weird. I loved him because he went to UConn. Uh, we saw him on the Pistons. He was the best player on the Pistons for a good Years. chunk of time. Yeah. And he just goes out, gets boards. He does his. He went to the Lakers. I mean, he had an injury, right? Yeah, he played yeah. a couple games. And he actually did decent, I think. And then he, like, okay. And then they did. Because it's been so long since he's produced, in my opinion, that it's like, he, he's going to come back, and I really don't know how good he'll actually be. That, that's why I wanted to, like, 
talk about it because I like it's honestly a 50 50. I think yeah. like, like him at, I don't think he's going to play top of his game, but you never know. But if he they, plays they anywhere one close, year. if he plays anywhere close to the top of his game with Embiid, that's like scary. And he's someone that knows his job where he knows if all he has to do in a game is get rebounds, he enjoys that. Like he loves yeah. getting rebounds. That's why we wanted him on the seas for so long because we need rebounds. He'll go get rebounds. And if he's so focused on that while other players are so focused on getting buckets, like he's bound to produce. And also this brings up our topic that we talked about earlier in um, like a few episodes, I want to say, ago when we talked about the NBA about uh, Ben Simmons, because they said they don't know if they want to trade him anymore, but this is the perfect gap filler for when he leaves. If they trade yeah. him, because he plays power forward or center. Yeah. Like that's what they need. So, here, it's an interesting point bringing up a guy like Andre Drummond because they experimented with having a starter as their backup center last year with Dwight Howard. Because Dwight Howard, he's a starter. If I'd say. Uh, most teams, other than obviously he just went to the Lakers, he's not going to start there. But he's a he's a starter on a lot of teams. So having a guy like Drummond, let's see if he actually accepts this role off the bench and competes in the way that we know he can actually can and I know him and Embiid have a big hit like a long history of feuding with each other so that dynamic of chemistry it, we got to see how it works because they're both hotheads so mm-hmm. they got to put their differences aside if they want to win however I feel like this acquisition of Andre Drummond does not solve a lot of the 76ers problems because they got completely exposed in the playoffs because they could not create their own shot and they could not shoot so yeah, I agree. If I think like everyone was saying, you got to trade Ben Simmons for literally any guard. Any guard. They like, just need a guard. A guard that can shoot. Yep. They should have went after Patty Mills and sent him a contract. They should have. I mean, I think. Um, are there any? What other point guards are still on that on free or uh, free agents? Are there any right now that? Honestly, uh, like I, I, I know like Lonzo's fit on that team, the way they play is not like the best, like the best way to solve their problem, but it's better than what they have as an option. Yes, I agree. Like at least to even give that a shout. I mean, I know Chris Paul said he was going to sign back with the Suns, but why not send him a shout? Why like, not just decline? throw him, throw him bags and just take a chance? Exactly. Yeah. And, and it, it just doesn't like honestly make or even Kyle Lowry. I do. Yeah. That surprised me. Me too. Actually, why don't we just talk about the Heat now? That's perfect. Yeah, let's talk every about single heat. acquisition. Like I always have thought this about Pat Riley. He will go out and get players. He's not like the other GMs where they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to get this guy. I don't want to know if I want to give this up or pay him this. He knows what his team how close they are. They were. Although it was the bubble and there could be an asterisk, if you want to call it, right above that bubble year making the finals, everyone all gear thought that they would give up bucks a run for their money. Although they got swept in the first round, a lot of those games were closer. I mean, other than like game two and three, they competed for some of those games in like the first half, but they just didn't have enough depth to keep up with the bucks. So yep. acquiring guys like PJ Tucker, acquiring Kyle Lowry, a seasoned vet, 
acquiring uh, or re-signing Duncan Robinson, bringing in Mark. They brought in Markeith Morris this morning, I think. Yep. Like, they're bringing in key pieces to help this bench team. And like, obviously, you got your foundation with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. You still have Tyler Hero, who could bounce back this year after a disappointing and, and year. Just, so that uh, team is very interesting. And just re-signed uh, Duncan Robinson to yep. I think it was like five years, ninety mil. Um, five years, which 90, 90, 90 mil is a good good chunk of cash for for a player like him and for five years someone that's just gonna shoot shoot the shit out of the ball i mean that's i'd say a decent deal and you just got kyle lowry too now i also um just i also thought it was hilarious like one woge is funny like yeah like he's <laughs> hilarious i just thought it was the funniest thing that he didn't even so he tweeted out obviously that Duncan Robinson got his extension five years, ninety mil. Didn't even say like heat forward or like yes. yes. He said Duncan Robinson, host of the, the Long Shot Pod, yes. has agreed yeah. to a five year, ninety million dollar contract to stay with the Miami Heat. Like he didn't even like <laughs> didn't even like go after like his NBA presence. He was like, yeah, he hosts the Long Shot Pod. He just signed a contract with the Heat. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I honestly, that contract surprised me. He's now the highest paid undrafted player ever. Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. That's a good little fun fact, Willie. Uh, uh, shout out, shout out, Duncan Robinson's management. They emailed me back, said they'd let me know uh, when I asked him to be on the pod, and then he started his own. <laughs> That's never happening. <laughs> hey, you I'm never know. Shot. I'm shooting my shot. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm might as well. It can't hurt to ask. They're they're like, we'll let you know. We're uh, pretty busy in the off season right now. It was like, <laughs> they make a podcast. They, they told me it was the off season. It was like December. I asked, so I was like, all right, it's not the off season. But then he just made a podcast. Well, I so. mean, I I guess that would be like the management's off season. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's like that the other way around, kind of. But but still, like that's like. Yeah like the most unexpected thing but still i it's think fine. that's a, you just like dog me and you know it happens sometimes you gotta live with your losses you know yeah uh but great like they're an, like you said earlier stop they're an interesting team and like if like they were still good like you can't take the fact that they were good yeah. that like asterisk year like they were still good mm-hmm. right. and, and also lowry's contract was three uh three years for 90 mil like that's nuts. Yeah, Matt. Like that's a lot of money. And 30, I, I mean 30 a year. 30 a year. The 76ers, I will say this for the rest of the year. The 76ers should have thrown a bag at Kyle Lowry. Once mm-hmm. they knew that he was available, they should have thrown a bag at him because they could have offered him more than that. And I feel like he would have taken less to go back home because he's isn't he a Philly? Isn't he excuse me, from Philly? Mm-hmm. He is. He went, went, to Nova to, went to Villanova, yep. You got a very good point there. He, I want to say he's talked about the Sixers before. He, he was a Sixers fan growing up, went to Nova, um, drafted obviously by Memphis. Um, ring, he has a ring with Toronto. And now he's there are a lot of rumors. Yeah, there were a lot of rumors around him in the NBA trade trade deadline for that the Sixers were going to get a deal for Lowry. I thought it was like in the books that it was going to happen, but it just never, it never happened, and then they failed to sign him now. Yeah, I found that's that's what I found very confusing because I thought like if it didn't happen then it was going to happen mm-hmm. free agency and like he signed with the heat like so they're yeah. they're going to be an interesting team. Another move 
Um, it's really not that big at all. But I just like was honestly very confused. I didn't think Jared Allen was going to stay with the Cavs. Nor signed yeah. five years for a hundred mil. Not that like twenty mil a year is like not good for him. I think that's like, I think that's honestly maybe a little under. You know, what he deserves. Honestly, I I agree to a certain extent until I saw something with Woj where it was before the draft actually and the Cavs were talking about obviously we knew that Jared Allen was going to be a restricted free agent. Cavs were talking about how excited they were to have that front court of Evan Mobley and um, Jared Allen if possible which obviously is now possible. They were talking about how exciting that would be. So once I saw that I was like okay now they're bound to lock up Jared Allen. I thought it'd be like maybe a two-year deal because he, got, he just got traded there at the deadline, so yeah. it's not like he really had a big sample size of being in Cleveland. And I loved him on the Nets. We, we've talked about him countless times, how much we love him. He's a great, great, great young big. Five years is a long time to live in Cleveland. That, What's that's, in Cleveland? That, that's, that's the part that I'm a little confused about. Yeah. <laughs> that and the fact that, like, I understand, like, getting traded to a team is never, like, it's usually not ideal for either the team or the player. Mm-hmm. It's usually never like completely mutual unless you're like a superstar. Like that's mm-hmm. usually like like with yeah. James Harden. Like unless that, you or, have like a little or even like, like yeah. Russ. Like unless you have leverage, a little influence. Like, yeah, he had zero leverage. Like he literally like he just got Nets sent. just tossed around everyone. And just got James Harden. Yeah, and then I would and I honestly like if I was him, I'd be like, I don't want to be here. Like I didn't like. I didn't think getting James Harden was a possibility. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Cause like, I just went from a team that possibly had a chance at winning a championship to a team that like, we need to build up. And not that he's yeah. not a great piece to build up. He's actually, if not the perfect piece to build up a team, especially yeah, he'll be one since of the centerpieces. Yeah. And I think it's like perfect for him. If they can actually build around it. You know what? The Cavs might yeah. not be bad next year. With they, I know looking at the their roster. Court, they might and not then be Mobley bad. And yeah. Allen, yeah. Jetty Osmond starting at the three. That's their that's their starting five right there. <laughs> remember, remember when Jetty Osmond? It was like LeBron's last year or two, and Jetty Osmond was like the chosen one to take over. He was like yeah. Alex Caruso for them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jetty Osmond <laughs> basically. <was awesome. laughs> Jetty Osmond was actually awesome. he was cool. He was cool. Um. Oh, we didn't even do thumbs up, thumbs down, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. thumb. Oh, uh, thumb. Yeah. We have a thumb. Uh, next move, Griff. I know we talked about this because it was the most. It was by far the most outrageous statement that I've ever heard by any player with TJ McConnell, saying that he'd rather get surgery than play for the Indiana Pacers, <laughs> and then signs a four-year, thirty-five point two million dollar contract in the offseason. I love TJ McConnell. He's like, <laughs> what he's is actually, happening? I I am so weird with my NBA players. Honestly, with my players in every sport, where it's like I'll have like a random player that I just absolutely love. Like obviously, I love Pat mm-hmm. Connaughton. Um, uh, I just love random players. TJ McConnell is one of those guys because he is good for absolutely nothing except for shooting like two jump shots, like base baseline jump shots and getting like three steals a game like he just gets steals like that's all he does and he'll like just jump on the floor for no reason (laughs) and he he's one of the guys that hustles but doesn't actually really know what he's doing 
So his mm-hmm. hustle is like sick. He's hustling, but like he'll jump on the floor and the ball will not be loose. Like, yeah, he's just <laughs> one of those guys. They'll be on like offense and the ball will be on the other side of the court. He'll just jump on the floor. He's just like, on the yeah. floor diving. He's he on actually the floor. doesn't know what he's doing, but he works so hard. And I like actually, I love TJ McConnell. I, I, I was just so confused because he literally said I'd rather have surgery than like play through an injury for the Indiana Pacers. It yeah. wasn't even like a general statement. Like I'd rather have injury and, you know, like come back next year and like be healthy. It was like the Indiana Pacers want me to play. Like and I'd some... rather have surgery than play for them. Yeah. Like I don't actually want to do that. <laughs> like, I, like it was honestly funny. Cause I was like, that's like, so, like so disrespectful. Yeah. And as everyone says, money talks. So this was probably one of the higher contracts he got thrown his way. So he was like, huh, I guess I don't mind Indiana after all. And I think they just changed uh, coaches and everything. So he's probably looking at it from a new perspective as well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. That's that yeah. true. Indiana also a playoff team. He gets solid minutes for. I don't think yeah. he'll get solid minutes for like another playoff team. I think obviously like the Celtics, but who knows what his role would be there? He he already has a set role for the Pacers. Uh, also speaking of the Pacers, they signed uh, Tory Craig for two years, ten mil. Oh, thank God. Like, oh, yep. yeah. Savior of Their Indiana. Savior. Yep. Their Savior. <laughs> the basketball Forest. state. Tory Craig's coming don't home. You, yeah, don't you worry, <laughs> All your problems Thank are being solved with no, a man so, year. I'm so happy because this Tory Craig thing that you just said made me so mad because nobody actually cares. But then I realized there are so many more people on this dock that we were about to say the same exact thing to. So it's just going to be awesome. It's just yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, awesome. The, Great. the list is just so long. Also, before we continue on, you guys might be asking why we haven't started with the Celtics like usual. Trust me, we're going to get there. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. They're at the bottom. We're, we're going to get there. They're at the bottom for a reason. For a reason. As they should. For, yeah. <laughs> for a reason. Um. <laughs> Also, we struck out on everyone, which we'll, we'll get to. Pretty much we're getting to them as we get down to the Celtics. Everyone yeah. we struck mm-hmm. out on. Um, another like interesting one, Kelly Olenek got paid three years, 37 mil. Good for him. I hate him. Where did he even go? I didn't like – No, he, he went to Detroit, right? He went to Detroit. Right? <laughs> yeah, to Detroit. Have fun. See ya. It's close Why enough to Canada he that he's home. Like, dude, was he like demanding thirty-seven million dollars? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like hmm, I want, 37. I want, yeah, give me thirty-seven now. Yeah, like I, I hate so Kelly Olynyk. I genuinely, 
I knew that the Celtics were going to have a bad start to free agency when their top three on the board was Kelly Olynyk, Jeff Green, and Avery, <laughs> Avery Bradley. Bradley. Like, what is this, 2014? <laughs> like, what are we reuniting a team after we literally – Yeah, like, and I say – And we're going to say it back. Yeah, like, what are <laughs> we bring doing? Bring 2017, that number two seed that got smacked by Cleveland. Let's bring that yeah, team bring back. bring them back. Yeah, yeah like, no. Like, Warford's honestly, already here. Like, <laughs> I hate being here. Damn, I hate being here. Like, I actually do. Like, that, like, I hate it here. And, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, Isaiah's back. Why? Why? Oh, what? Like, Isaiah's a 5'9", 35-year-old guard. Going to give you two points a game. I'm like, sorry. I, I love like, Isaiah. I have an Isaiah jersey in my closet right now. Everybody loved Isaiah. He yeah, can't like, play anymore. He's not good. I have an IT jersey, too. I literally, like, I literally, like, I'm sorry. There's literally nothing we can do with that. Nothing for him. We have nothing. Like, literally, we just said we are actually hopeless. Hopefully, he becomes fourth quarter IT. We want we again. want him back because we feel bad. Yeah. I, I oh, think I, I, like, literally, we feel bad. I would rather have him back just for the good karma that would come from signing him because ever since we let him go, we have not had a consistent, like, charge. No, no. Yeah, anything like, actually well, anything honestly anything. so that first year when with Kyrie yeah we made the conference finals before game seven that was the peak Wasn't we didn't Kyrie even hurt? make the finals that yeah was, that was Rosaire yeah, yeah that was the scary Terry year like and then it just has gone downhill that was like, the bubble with an asterisk and we only we lost in six and then it sucked ever since so like I, that, I don't know and that was like our best that's that's sad when a team that has 17 rings our best like recent memory season was having our bench player score like 25 points a game. Yeah. Like why can't we just win a shit, bro? Like I just want to know. We had Kyrie Irving on a team. We had Kemba Walker with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Injuries screwed that. But the thing that I'm looking forward to now is what we kind of needed was Alonzo. Obviously we didn't get it, but we've had uh score first guards because we needed our guard to be the superstar, to be the best player on the team, whereas now Jason Tatum has kind of fit the mold that he's been growing into, where he can be the best player on the team. Now we can have a guard that can move the ball. We have Jalen Brown. Now we need a big. I like having a forward be the best player on our team, where the past eight years, a point guard has been the best player on the team, and it just really hasn't worked for us. Yeah, I I agree. Also, like, before we move on, I like there was absolutely zero logic behind the fact when Rosier was like, Rosier was like, why are you guys not signing me back? Like, why didn't we? Yeah, he's good. He is. I was like, he literally yeah. spazzed and then said, if you guys give Kyrie another contract and like, don't let me start with him. I don't want to be here. Like at that point. Rightfully so. He, I didn't screw it. Do you? He did better than he did, obviously, because he was hurt. But like, no one expected that. Like, he has all like. Rozier would be a good fit. I think looking back at it, when we let Kyrie walk, we should have given Rozier a starting spot on this team because he knew his role. That whole entire 2017 playoff run was because. Yeah, when he wasn't scoring, he was still doing everything else that would help the team. We haven't had a guard to help a team, like help the Celtics rather, than other than scoring. 
Kemba, yeah, smiles, I'll call him, because all he did was smile when they were down by 20. <laughs> he All he could do was shoot. He can't he, – yeah, he used to be crafty when he was in Charlotte, but he couldn't distribute the ball. He tried to. He tried to change his game after his knee injury. He could not distribute the yeah. ball. I think they need to bring in a guy like Ricky Rubio just to change the entire, like, culture of the way the point guard is played in for the Celtics organization because right now – our last three point guards, Isaiah Thomas at 28 points a game, conference finals loss. Kyrie Irving, 25, 26 points a game, hurt, conference finals loss. Kemba Walker, I mean, uh, after another Kyrie disappointing year. And then we bring in Kemba Walker, a guy who's coming off of a th- almost a 30 point per game year, comes to the Celtics, has like 26 points a game, all-star starter, conference finals lose. So we have to figure out if the starting point guard needs to be rather a guy like Ricky Rubio, who will get you 10, 12 points a game, will get you the seven assists, will get you the steals, will get you the rebounds, or like even a guy like Rajon Rondo, I will bring, I will gladly bring back Rajon Rondo to lead this team because right now it looks like no one even wants to play for the Celtics. Yeah, that's honestly a great show. Like, I just want to say that was was a fantastic show. Not even great. I wasn't even thinking in the direction of Ricky Rubio at all. Yeah, no, I was surprised when he threw out that name, but I agree. It was a great shout. And I actually want to go back to we haven't been that much of a winning team in the past so far as championships, but the Celtics, the way that the Celtics have played is when we win championships, our point guard is the distributor. Mm-hmm. And we have players around our point guard where our point guard will bring the ball up, our point guard will play defense against their best guard. And We've seen that in Rajon Rondo from our lifetime. That's our only championship that we've seen. But even before that, DJ Dennis Johnson from the 80s on those teams with Bird. We've seen it with Kuzi and Havlicek. Well, we haven't seen it, but we've heard of it, and we've noticed it from our championships. When we have players that bring the ball up and are our main scorer, we're not as successful as we are in our set offense that we could have when our point guard that brings it up is going to pass it to the four other guys. Cause we've seen it a bunch. Kemba just comes down and shoots a three cause he can, and he makes them. No, no one's going to tell him not to cause he but, makes them. And yeah, then, like, he, when he's trying to find his groove back, it's encouraged that he tries to shoot the ball to get back to where he was. So it's, it's a losing game. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a lose lose situation. That's yeah, not the way I, that I mean. It's the that, same thing that's with not the smart. way that the Celtics win. It's the we same just thing. We can't with really smart. do that. Honestly, but, yeah. the only the only team that we've really seen win and do that was the Warriors. And Steph obviously bugged, but he still passed a lot more than we saw Kyrie did, and a lot more than Kemba did. But Kemba's issue was you you go to UConn, you're the best player at UConn. When you're the best player on your college team, you're not passing the goddamn ball. No. I wouldn't pass the goddamn mm-hmm. ball either. And then you go to Charlotte. Charlotte is the worst franchise ever. And yeah. you're the best player in franchise history. You're not passing the damn ball there either. So you're yeah. you're about to be 30 years old and you're going to the you're going to the seas now. You haven't passed since high school. You know what? No, you're not hey, you haven't passed ever. Yeah. So it's, he can't make that transition because he's a score first guard because he had to be for his whole career. If he just really did not fit. And it's it's one thing when you can be a player that a team can run to 
to the offense with. And it's another when the offense is your only part of the game. Yes. Because yep. like, like Curry is a team that you can run an offense through and he can also make the players around him succeed. When Kemba came here, he kind of played like that. Right. And to be fair, COVID kind of screwed that one up for us. We haven't mm-hmm. had much luck with like any of our signings, which is like awful. Like, we go back to Hayward. Like, I wish he had a legitimate chance. It just wasn't, like, a right fit due to circumstances. But, like, obviously, Kemba got hurt, trying to change his game. Now it's literally he either scores or we just can't do anything. And what the are offense your... is forced to run through him yeah. in the worst possible direction. What are you guys' opinion on bringing in a guy like Reggie Jackson, who – I feel like he's a happy medium of a score for a score first point guard and a facilitator because we've seen it. We saw it in the playoffs with the Clippers when Kawhi went out, he was that number two option, but he didn't mm-hmm. have to be. So right. he can score. Obviously that's like Ricky Rubio. Big knock on him is he's not a scorer. I mean, obviously with this career game for team Spain last night, that's an exception, <laughs> but like Reggie Jackson will get his buckets and he will also play defense and he will also do everything else. So I, I, I think that would be a dream scenario for the Celtics to bring him in, but I don't see it as likely. Yeah, I think that Reggie Jackson is like the perfect uh, example as, of can score at will, but doesn't have to. And mm-hmm. when he doesn't have to, like Will said, it's a player that can produce in other ways. So yeah, like I, I like that as the happy medium that just like makes sense. I, I, I like he's, it. he's still on the Clippers. He's not a free agent, is he? Yeah, he is. He is. Or he's a restricted free agent or something like that. I, I like the move. And like we said, like score at will can help the other team. And honestly, like it's going to sound kind of deep, but he's low-key willing to sacrifice. And you don't yeah. see that often. Like, and you see and, that like in their playoff run where like he literally said, like, I mean, he was sacrificing the it towards himself as well as the team. Like he was like, I'm going to be nasty and I'm going to take over the game because I can. Mm-hmm. But like, he also has that mentality where he's like, because of the role he's had to play, he's never really had like a, a star role until he's had to have it. And he's been that type of player to be able to produce where he can like kind of set back, analyze and be like, okay, if I drop like 10 points and give my team five to six assists and a couple boards and a few hustle plays, we can go the distance. Yeah. Um, John Collins signed somewhere, right? No, not yet. No, so he declined his option because he uh-huh. believes he's eligible for a supermax. It, or max, something like that. It was oh, something it was something it it was still outrageous. It was still outrageous. And uh I don't know if he's on his way to Beijing, but Dennis Schroeder, honestly. Yeah, why? Like he's a defensive point guard. He's not a score first guard. He can can move the ball. He's not. I don't even want to. But like, I don't want to throw Peyton Pritchard's name out of the picture either, because he doesn't have to be a score first point guard. He's young. He can adjust his game right now. So why not give him a shot and then have a guy like Chris Dunn, who we just newly acquired, come off the bench as the point guard. So I, I don't know. There there are many options that the Celtics could do that are low key moves that will put them in a the right position. However, I think right now they they can't make a move to put them over the top because we're not better than Brooklyn. Like right now, my early prediction, I could say off the top of my head, 
in order of the seeding in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, um, Miami, Philadelphia, New York Knicks. Um, I'll put – did I already say – yeah, I said the Heat. I'll put the Celtics at like six. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're the sixth seed. They're a fringe fifth seed, whatever happens. But like – I mean the Hawks. I forgot about the Hawks. The Hawks are probably a fourth seed that bumps down the Celtics at the seventh. Seven, so you get where I'm going seven. at. They need – like my – obviously – if they can get, bring in a guy like Bradley Beal without giving up our entire roster and then having him play the two with a pass first point guard. So you have Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready pass first point guard like we'll, we'll say reggie jackson all right mm-hmm. random name reggie jackson bradley beal at the two jalen at the three uh jason tatum at the four robert williams at the five so that's a team that's scary you got three guys who can score 25 points in a given night that's right. all your offense that you need and then off the bench you still got guys like josh richardson uh chris dunn all these guys like this team is that they, they need to bring in another superstar but it can't be a point guard. It really can't. And yeah. that's where I want to say, I also don't think that we're going to get in the top half of the rankings that you just put. I don't think we're getting into, into the top half unless we make a move for a better center. We love Rob Williams. I don't think he can produce enough for us to be a top four. To be a starting center. I, I agree. I agree I with that. I think he's a fantastic role player. I, I agree mm-hmm. as well. Very and, good role player. And I was going to say, my, my prediction, I mean, I'm going to go low just because it's honestly like a possibility. I see ourselves playing the second or first seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a team that can even compete. Like, we're, like, we're lucky because we can, like – Honestly, it's awful to say, but like the NBA, like on a night to night basis, we watched it. They didn't look like they cared. No. So like, it, like obviously when you go out there and play 82 games and then the half the players don't actually give a shit, like we're going to make it because we actually have decent players. It's just when it's time to go out there and play as a team, we can't do it. And I was going to say, it's kind of a hot take for us, but like, I know we said like Beal, JB, and Tatum all running the same lineup, like offensively, and having like uh, Tatum at the four. I don't even like our heavy offensive lineup. I, I really don't like it at all. I don't like the way it plays. I don't like the way it stacks up against others because it's just like not like it's just not how we play. It like we can't play consistently like, like that. Because like Jason Tatum at the four doesn't help us anywhere else because right. we don't have a guard 
but and and now we can't rebound it either, which is already yeah. An issue. That's Rob, what... Rob we're, Robert Williams. He gets blocks and all that. He's six foot nine, six foot ten max. Like he's not like, tall. Yeah, I don't want to the gym, but he's not tall. I gotta want to knock him, but like he's blocking it. It's going back to the other team because we can't grab a board. Because yeah, because nobody's there to grab it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just it just like sucks and like, and I mean I would love to have Beal, JB, and and um, Tatum all playing the same like starting lineup if we had literally anyone else at center. Like I mean, yeah. Like even with Horford, like as bad as this like is that we actually somehow got him back somehow. Like he's not even awful to have there, just as like an all around with that line right. it's not terrible and like obviously if we get Beal smart's gone yeah yeah, yeah for sure but you have to, that's actually what I wanted to so. say I think that I'm ready and I know sure as hell that uh our new GM Brad Stevens is ready to get rid of uh Marcus Smart mm-hmm. and I just think it's time like I he, yeah. he did what he did for us obviously he didn't get a ship with us which would have been nice he, he was a great player for us. I just he I don't really see. I think he peaked skill wise. I think I think we need to make a move if we want to produce, and I think that yeah. he has to be a key piece in that move. That because right now, you obviously do not want to give up Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. So yeah, no, for sure. In the only way you acquire another piece to make an actual run, is by trading a guy like Marcus Martin, a bunch of draft picks, because. Right now, like, Marcus Smart is, yeah, he's your foundation. But how much, like, I brought up this point the other day talking to somebody. How much defensive help that he brings and hustle that he brings, does that counteract his offensive liability? Like, he's such a liability on offense that his defensive efforts and everything that he brings to the game, I feel like they just cancel out and he just becomes an – a zero player. And this yeah. is where me and Will always say we call it the Washington football team. You go eight and eight, make the playoffs, and then lose. Your season didn't happen. And there's a lot exists. of games where Marcus Smart, it's like it, he might as well have just not even played because he did absolutely nothing. He did the same amount yeah. good that he did bad, and we lost the game in the end. And it was kind of his fault, but he did good at the same time. So what are you going to do? It just all cancels out. Nothing happened. And we need a player that we – I'd honestly have a player – I'd rather have a player where he can either win us a game or lose us a game because at least he's doing something. I'd obviously like, yeah, I'd obviously awesome. rather have someone win us games more than lose us games. But I think that either Marcus Smart – I don't think he'll win us a game. You know, I don't think he'll be that one guy that wins us a game. I don't think he ever has been, except for that one game against um, the the Rockets. If you remember that, he got like two offensive fouls. Yeah. Um, that's really the only time I've seen it, and he's been on the team since 2014. And since then, he's been a great defensive player. He's not someone that will win us a game, but he is someone that will lose us a game. I agree. He yeah. will make a dumb play. There's a lot of times that he, he – I guess the perfect way of explaining it, he won't make the winning shot or he won't shoot the winning shot, but he have he will have the losing mistake. 
Yes. That's a good way to put it. And, and I was going to say, Brad did say, I believe it came out saying that he's ready to part ways with Smart. He's kind of like, he basically said he's fed up with like, he's asking for too much and like his role is trying like, that honestly, that was honestly a big part of why I don't think we were good last year is because obviously JBR, that he needs to start right away. Like, yeah. And Smart doesn't actually need to start on a night-to-night basis. He can because he has good games. Like, I'll give him that. He has had great games before. Like, it's not that he hasn't. I think right now, because he's kind of still, like, people are still thinking about that bubble season where he went actually crazy shooting. Like, he had a great shooting season, not last year, the year before. And then an all right one this year, where his value is just enough to acquire a very good player with some draft picks. And we can actually get something in return and be all right. And if he becomes very good for another team, it had to be done. So be it. So be it. And because you, have, you just have to bite the bullet on that one. Mm-hmm. I hate that yeah. argument sometimes when people bring, oh, well, he dominated in another team. Like this was a bad trade. Well, he didn't dominate for us. It just wasn't the right fit. And especially in a sport like basketball, fit is the most important thing because we brought this up before Kemba Walker, 30 point per game score in uh, Charlotte. He comes here. He's, he has a very lackluster second season. So it's all about fit. If we can get the right guy to fit into our team, like I, this might be a hot take. I think Josh Richardson just brings the same amount of defensive skill and even more scoring than Marcus smart does. So if parting ways with Marcus smart results in future assets in in like that's a way to get another star to help this team. Then I think mm-hmm. it's the right move. I, I, I like, I, 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 like a, I like a package deal that would include smart a little bit of our trade exceptions, uh, if we have any of that left. Because I know we had some in uh, in the Josh Richardson or maybe the Kendrick, not the Kendrick, none the uh, Chris Dunn trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think we have a little bit more Hayward cash. Um, Honestly, I would throw Rob Will in there. I'd throw – I for sure would throw Grant Williams in there. Just yeah. just get us a point guard or get us get us a center that's going to go get boards. Like Something. It's it's tough w- when the middle of your lineup is actually solid because the middle middle of our lineup is very good. We have Jalen Brown. We have Jason Tatum. We can put Josh Richardson at the two. We have them run the three and the four. I still like uh, Brown at the two and uh, Tatum at the three. Um, and then that kind of leaves a little dark area for our four where I think Al Horford can run that and run it pretty fine. decent. Um, he'll, he'll be a fine fit in there. But where we're lacking, which doesn't happen with a lot of teams, is the outside, the, the one in the five. Mm-hmm. Most teams have either a very solid one or a very solid five. I think that's why where we're lacking because – the three can be your best player. Your small forward can be your best player. And in my opinion, I think that's perfect. But if you don't have your second option being the one or the five, that's terrible. And obviously, like, the Nets, that's an exception. And the Lakers is also an exception. I mean, I guess you could say AD is a five. But when you have three or four superstars on your team, that's an exception. But we have one. And he just became a superstar. He's young. We need to have a one and a five. I would say and five, but most teams or a five. I, I was going to say pretty much very similar to what you said. We're like in the worst, best predicament as a team yeah. possible because our best players 
our forwards like JB and Tatum are like nasty. They're going to be great together. And like, like future is bright, but it's only as bright as we could make it without having a one or a five. We don't yeah, have that. The, and like, no one, like we like semi Olegi to sign a contract. Like he's not awesome. Yeah. He's like, honestly, we have a lot of eight and eight guys on our team that just like, they kind of click together at certain points and like mm-hmm. they're all right. And, and it also goes nine and seven. Yeah. And basically not the, yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> another, another player too is like Neesmith where he's going to be a great rotational player for us. He like started peaking at the end of the season, which is exactly yes. what we wanted, which, which is like, exciting, which is very exciting. And two, he's like, obviously we drafted it before Pritchard Pritchard had, quote unquote better season. I mean we're high on Pritchard anyways, because he's basically our guard now. Yeah, I mean he only and our guy. His age. Yeah, which I mean at this point we'll take it. Because we're probably gonna acquire someone the same age, if not older, and probably better, but at that point I don't think it would matter. We don't have much to give up because our best players are su- are right. are quote unquote superstars, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Our our team's in a predicament where we can wait, but we don't have to if we make some moves, you know. We, we could wait two, three, four, maybe even four more years, and Jason Tatum is 26, 27, and Jalen Brown's 28, 29, and those two guys are at the, the high, highest of their games. They're averaging 30 points, 25 points a game. But we could also have Tatum, who's going to be – he's going to be averaging 26 – to 30 points a game for the next mm-hmm. five, six, seven years, where it's, we could go into three championships in the next seven years. Yeah. yeah. Or, or we could pull a Paul Pierce and we could let them develop and then make a few moves for one season and just have another miracle run and win one more championship in, within the next 10 years. And every, every 15 years we win one championship and if that's just the team we are. Because that's the team that we have been. We have so many championships from when Bill Russell was the, our Celtics, yeah. you know. And then we have a few from Larry, and we've had one since then. Like, let's be honest. We have been a fringe contender since we have been born, since the two since the 2000s start. We've been uh, a fringe yeah. contender. We have not been an actual contender. I, I was other say, than the other than like the Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG days, but after that we were terrible. Remember when Rajon Rondo was our best player, guys? It was and awful. Remember yeah. when life was not fun? I, I don't even remember. Brand, remember when Brandon Bass was our starting power forward? That was like that the is, worst year of my life. Jared that, Sullinger would start at power forward. Sully, oh my God, Sully! I just like oh, I, like that. That just doesn't bring back great memories at all. I was no. gonna say, like our like like the plan that you were saying, like we wait four or five years. At that point, we're entering the year before our two guys are free agents. Yeah, yeah. Which is unrealistic because well, it's not unrealistic because like who knows what's gonna happen. But still, like if we decide then to make a move, I don't I think, think it's Brad is still in office. Yeah. I think Brad I know. knows, but like, well, Brad knows. Brad wants Marcus Smart out of Boston. I actually genuinely believe that Brad Stevens dislikes Marcus Smart a lot. 
I yeah. I'm with you on that. I think he does. He literally said he's sick of him. Um. Also, I guess um, we still have plenty more um, names to get through. None of them are really like that, honestly, that special yet, I'd say. Um, we don't really even really need to go through that. Um, I do want to talk about the Lakers retirement home. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't really we'll, – we'll I mean, out on the retirement we, we could, Yeah, yeah. I, let's just run through. I'll just say a few names. Chris Paul, obviously, we, we should have brought up. He's staying – uh, with the uh, with the Suns, um, Jeff Green, who was on the top of the Celtics board, which just shows that we were totally folding. Um, mm-hmm. He went to the Nuggets, um, and then I have three more names. Uh, one, I just want to say Doug McDermott, just because he's sick. He went to the Spurs. Uh, Zach Collins went to the Spurs as well. Uh, Rudy Gay to the Jazz, and Patty Mills to the Nets. Like I don't, I I don't think we needed to really talk about them a whole lot. Just yeah, like bring them up really, and just say where really they impact went. Yeah, much. But I definitely did want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers retirement home. Yes, mm-hmm. I think this is by far the funniest shit I think I've seen in a long time. I am one. Trevor Reese is the only player left in the NBA from a Kobe Bryant led championship team. The last one. Oh my That's gosh, crazy. I forgot. That he was on the championship team. And he, was, he like was on good the Lakers. On that team. He was very young on that team. Yeah, and he was and he was yeah. like good. Yeah, he's he back. was cool. Trevor Ariza, honestly, is at the tail end of his career. He had a cool career. He was sick. Yeah. yeah I, cool. I agree. Like, I'm not even like mad at that. Like, I just think it's like hilarious. Like that that's just like insane. That no, this, that's is awesome. the, this is the group like of guys it. that they put together at, with like what they have. Next, yeah, they know. sign Carmelo Anthony. Now, honestly, could have seen this one coming from a mile away. Did I actually think it was going to happen? No. No, I honestly, I, I thought it could happen just because, and I think that's why they did it just because. Yeah, he's not. He's like, he obviously not? won't start. I don't know how many minutes he'll get in the first place, but he's just there just to be mellow, you know. Like they're he, they're chasing a ring, and he's Mellow wants to get a ring. Like yeah. honestly, like. I'll be happy for you to ring. Like, like I'll yeah. like it's fine. Like, yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. Go go get a ring. Dwight comes back. Why did you guys fuss so much about him leaving? About him asking yeah. for money and then get him back the year after on yeah, I know. almost the same contract that he was going to sign. Yeah, you remember the Kobe versus Dwight beef when he went to the Lakers? Yeah, that was nuts. That was actually nuts. Dwight yeah. was Dwight was good. He I was know. really good. Mm. He stills decent too. Like, like he's still like a good piece to have. No, he. I mean, I would love him to have him on the seas, but he would be Jeremy, like he. He led a team to the conference final. Did he lead a team to the finals? I think he led a team to the finals. Yeah, to that he Magic did. team in 2010 magic when they lost. To, yeah. or, or 2011 or 2000. They, no, they lost to the Kobe to the Lakers. Lakers, right? Yeah, yeah. he led a team to like. He was nice. He was Superman. Like he was cool too. That was the Trevor Ariza of Lakers. Oh, that was the. It was the Trevor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are connecting dots. Yeah, yeah. The, the matchup of the century. Then all of a sudden we're just like ah. Screw oh, I love this Ellington. name. I love this name. Wayne, Wayne Ellington. Ellington. He was on the Lakers too, I think, in like 2015. Yeah, I think he, he started was. at the team. Yeah. When, when they, they had really the, when they had like the starting lineup and they, it was literally like G Leaguers. When 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 Andre Ingram played like four games and dropped 20 points that one time. 
Yeah. Like, Did we talk oh about God. that in party chat? Was that us three? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah no, Wade Ellington, I think, was the starting shooting guard on that team. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, I, so, on realistically speaking, before we get into the rest of the retirement home, the the Lakers is they're such a weird team where yeah they've made a shit ton of acquisition or acquisitions or whatever however you pronounce that they have they gotten so much better like are they actually now they're a championship team I I don't think so I still think the Suns are better I still think the Clippers are better if they obviously resign Kawhi yeah I, I think there are a few teams in the West that are a lot better than the, than the Lakers right now I mean when your best shooter is LeBron James who Obviously, LeBron's top two player, top three player of all time. He can't be your spot up shooter. You yeah, need guys, yeah, especially fast. in today's NBA. Who the that's who the hell's gonna take? You're down by three. Who's gonna tie the game? Anthony Davis? No. Mellow. Like, Mellow. Yeah, like you're gonna throw the ball <laughs> to Mellow. Like, it, it's it's I don't it's, know, man. it's ridiculous. Well, honestly, they signed Russell Westbrook and Kendrick Nunn. We'll just put that out there before we continue like talking about this. Just like. Russ isn't gonna take your shots for you. What like they well, he's gonna take the shots. He will make the shots. I mean, he won't make the shots. Don't you worry about that one. There's gonna be a clip of them guarding Westbrook on the Rockets. They were 15 feet away from him. It was like Ben Simmons treatment. Yes. They they had their backs to him. They were getting ready to rebound the ball, and he didn't even take a dribble yet. Yeah, no. That, like, I mean, and they, they can like LeBron can turn up when he wants to. Anthony Davis can kind of shoot behind the line, but it's like very, very inconsistent. I mean, they don't have they don't have to guard four out of the five players behind three on that I court. Mean, Le- LeBron can turn it up whenever he wants, but how many spin turn around off the backboard shots can he make yeah. in a row before he misses one? Yeah, right. That's the only shot he makes. I mean, granted, like I, I like respect the backboard, like that's and the smart I, way, but like. All you have to do is put a hand close to it, and it's not—it's like unrealistically not going to go. It's realistically right. not going to go in. And I think not only are the Suns and the Clippers more set, but also you got to look at who's going to be guarding the Lakers' best player, Le- LeBron, against the Clippers. Kawhi is going to be clamping him. Kawhi a lot younger, and he's done it before. And then you, the Suns, you have the LeBron stopper. You have Jay Crowder, <laughs> the LeBron yeah, stopper. Fine. Like they're those teams are those teams built to beat the Lakers because of that run, and now the Lakers are just steady signing vets. Where if they're gonna win a if they're gonna win a championship, they're gonna have to do it this year with this team. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, they're gonna have to sign a lot more people in free agency next year. Which I want to say there's a stacked uh, free agent class next year, but with the team that they currently have. If they want to win a championship, it has to be this year. If not, then yeah. they have to rebuild again next year. Like a, a quick rebuild, a quick turnaround that has to be one year, which is possible because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's literally only them that's bringing these names in. And, like, it's honestly – it's not, like, awful thing. Like, obviously, that's leverage. Right. Like, that's how it works. That's how – yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. But it's just – honestly, it's actually astonishing to me if, like – what are, are you going to tell me? Like Cam Johnson and Trevor Reese are going to match up? Are you are you are you going to be serious that Trevor Reese is going to lock him up? Like Cam Johnson's going to run around him? Yeah, 
yeah. like realistically, like, and I won't say nine times out of 10, but I mean, there's a good chance that like Trevor Reese is just not going to lock him off one play if they meet in the Western Conference finals. I mean, even like Mello, like he's technically a defensive liability. He, They're all defensive liabilities. He just liabilities stands in the corner and throws up threes. Like, I mean, it, Dwight's the only not defensive liability out of the retirement home. Yeah. Well, well Russ doesn't count. Are we can... Neither does none. But like the main retirement home. Yeah. Yeah. And Kendrick Nunn's like young, isn't he? Yeah. yeah like like that's a Schroeder replacement. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what Honestly, does that do for them? That's like an okay replacement. Kendrick Nunn yeah. doesn't have a spot on the Heat anymore. Um, with Drogic and uh, Lowry now. So I like him going to the Lakers. It's just going to be tough because in three years, none of those players are going to be with him. Like, and that's yeah. what you see with the Lakers all the time. It's especially with that's what you see with teams with LeBron on it. You're Fast you're in trade talks at all times. Yeah. Every single every single player on that roster could potentially not be on that team the next day, and most likely in free agency they won't be on the team the next year. Where Kendrick Nunn's 23 years old, he's not going to have anybody that he can gel with for the rest of his career because he, now he's on the Lakers with LeBron James, which is sick, right? Like, cool, like, probably an inspiration to him when he was growing up because he grew up watching LeBron and, like, sick. But now you're going to be 23 years old playing with people on the end of their retirement where, like, it, it's going to be a blast. You're just not going to be able to gel with anybody. It is the common, like, scene with, like, LeBron teams. Like, even the Cavs, like, he leaves, and it's, like, literally a shit show. Wait, Will, did we talk about Kuzma on the last episode? What, what was that? Did we talk about Kuzma on the last episode? Um, I think this – I don't think we did. Did we talk about Okay, Kuzma? because no, we didn't I even know, talk about the move because it happened I know he weekend. is, like, your favorite player in the league. Oh, actually, yeah. You know what? I do want to talk so about that before, yeah, we, before I know, we close I know you out. want to talk about Kyle Kuzma. I'm, Stop. I'm he tells me it. all the time that if Kyle Kuzma was the best player on the team, he would be one of the best players in the league. No, no, no. That is not that is no, not at all. That is not at all what I'm saying. No, I will ba- I will back up what I say no, 100% and I am not afraid. <laughs> I shit you not. When Kyle Kuzma first came into the, to the league, he was by far the best player on that team as a rookie and he was yeah. doing very well for that team. When LeBron came in and AD came in, they played together. They he was fine. The year they won a championship, he has a shit season, which he was honestly due for because he never really had like a sophomore slump esque type year, which he was which he was due for. Yeah. Now gets traded. So this year he also which year he won a championship, he was all right. He still actually did decent. If you look at the numbers, he was still decent. He just was doing a little yeah. extra too much. But like, at what point do you have to make up for injuries on that team? This year did not play that well, which was honestly expected because th- their whole team kind of was in – I don't even know what the hell you want to call their team. Shambles, exactly. And I said that the moment he leaves the Lakers to a different team and becomes an actual significant player and someone who's going to, like, have an idea of setting them up to try to win games or even improve as a team, he will become a very decent player, if not good player. And it's just – what the Lakers players do. You see what Julius Randle. No one actually thought he was going to be that good. 
he had potential to be that good. The potential, the potential, the potential. What what I was saying was starting to turn into uh, first take. You said great player to me. Okay, he will be a great player. I I, I busted your balls and saying best player, but you said great player. I mean, he still can be a great player. There's still plenty of potential there with his years. He's going to the Wizards. (laughs) (laughs) The same thing with Julius Randle. He was going to the Knicks, both forwards. (laughs) He like Kuzma could shoot the ball. Nah, nah, I like Kuzma. I like Kuz. Speaking of the Knicks, shout out Evan Fournier for chasing that bag. We didn't mention him. Oh yeah, no. Rightfully so. Fournier, yeah, no, we're not paying Fournier eighty mil. No, yeah. thank you. I'm all enjoy. Yeah, the, enjoy rotting in New York, even though they're pretty good, right? Even though they're like probably going to be better than us. He'll like start at the yeah. team, honestly, and he'll probably and he'll he'll come to the TD Garden and score like forty six, and like yeah, Bleacher Report's going to post Evan Fournier gets revenge on the Celtics, even though we did nothing wrong to him. He played yeah, for like, he was here for like a month games. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> no, couldn't no, guard a park star. I enjoyed that rant, Will, for, about Kuzma. I honestly definitely do like Kyle Kuzma a lot. I just like busting your balls. But um, honestly, we, we got anything else? I All think right. we covered a lot of yeah, everything. No, I th- yeah, no, I think another long episode. This might be back to back weeks with a little two hours. Uh, so, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, shout out Kyle Schwarber for still being on the IL. Shout out Chris Sale for pitching five innings. Shout out our boy Stav, first off, for joining us today. Uh, Thank you. We'll definitely have Stav back. I like the little three-man show that we've got going here. Clicking very well already. Also, shout out Stav for being on SportsCenter the other day. Well, oh, yeah. We, 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 we forgot to talk about that. That's that's the next – we'll see that for the next episode. You know, yeah, no. Well, now we have to have Stav on again. Honestly, I really enjoyed Stav being on here. Yeah. Too. Um, good time. Yeah, no. So, we'll definitely get him on again. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you guys next week, and peace. peace. Thanks for having me on. There you go. There you go. I ain't got no time for when I wake up, yeah Believe me, I see through a lot of fake love, yeah But I'ma let it go because it really ain't a thing to me, yeah I stay focused on my trip, I'm Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details.